The 511th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time, your home for lowest priced last minute tickets. Download the Game Time app today and use promo code SGPN for $20 off. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play Underdogs Pick'em for a chance to win 100 times your entry. Use promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com for a 100% deposit match. And finally, we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start making smarter bets today. Hi, ho, DeGenerino is welcome to episode 511 of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. This episode is going out to our dogs, Gummy's dogs, my dogs, because they're going to be good little puppies and they're not going to bark this episode at all. At wild turkeys or at people walking down the street or at nothing. So they tend to bark at nothing. Anyhow, thanks for coming to the show. I'm with your host, Jeff Chalks Fox. Speaking of dogs, it may be the last mention of dogs by me on this episode. We'll have to wait and see. Um, a chalky card, if you ask me, but I'm sure my co-host will, will find some wild dogs to take swings at. Um or of course, talk about UFC Fight Night Moreno versus Roy Ball Part Two, Episode Two, and the fight is also a rematch. Part Two, uh, Part One of our episode yesterday's, we covered all the prelim fights, disagreed on a couple, which makes things interesting. Uh, so get back and listen to that, or watch it on YouTube and subscribe while you're at it. Uh, today we got six main fight cards going down from Arena Arena CDMX in Mexico City, Mexico. Let's bring in our man Daniel Gumby Vreeland. He'll let us know what that arena is like. Uh, hello, Gumby. I've never been there. Um, really? I, okay. I will reemphasize that you guys should subscribe because when we look at our data on YouTube, it says roughly 52% of our listeners are not subscribed. So is there any reason? Why not? It doesn't ruin your life. <laughs> um, yeah. there's, there's, if you're listening right now or watching or doing whatever, just hit that button. You don't even have to turn notifications on. It doesn't even give you alerts. You can do that if you want, but you don't even need alerts. You could just hit subscribe. It makes my life better. It makes Jeff's life better. It makes the boss's <laughs> life better. So like... Uh, there's no reason not to, I would say. Do you like grandma content? Hit subscribe. That's the place for oh, you. Oh, yeah. We got grandma content. <laughs> yeah. Our most our, our most famous, our most um, viral. Not famous. Our most viral video, <laughs> most popular video is. Me is calling an old, no, a, an old lady a grandma. <laughs> grandma. She, old lady could probably beat you up, Gumby. But yes. Um, we're talking about main card today uh, of. UFC fight night thoughts on the main card thoughts on odds just overall thoughts Gumby is there anything in your brain uh no I just think this fight card was a lot of fighters who I was waiting to see their next step and luckily we're getting it so that's kind of exciting yep, yep that is true should we jump right into it while yeah, the dogs are quiet yeah, yeah let's get into it all right so this of course I already told you where it's going down is uh this Saturday as per usual February the 24th arena CDMX um Actually, rematches in the top two fights of the night. So, um, interesting one. Both that ended, both that ended by, um, both of them ended by uh, injury too, which is another weird yep. thing. Shoulder injuries. Yes, there you go. Very rare. So, obviously, we need to need to do it again. Um, all right, we're going to start off with in not a rematch. Lightweights: Manuel Torres versus Chris Duncan. Um, and I shall tell you about Duncan first. The problem is a nickname. He shall be Taurus's problem on Saturday. 11 and one 
Seven knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once. 2-0 in the UFC is part of a four-fight winning streak. He's not lost since October of 2021. Uh, that was on Contender Series. He went 1-1 one one on Contender Series. Uh, he used to fight at welterweight, 3-0 on Bellator, was a regional champion, better grappling stats than Torres, and he's outstruck his UFC and Contender Series opponents by 1.34 strikes per minute, plus 155. El Loco is Torres. 14-5. 14-2, excuse me. I just made him go on a three-fight losing streak. 14-2. Seven knockouts, six submissions, so he's a finisher. He's been submitted twice. He owes his rounds. That all adds up to rounds. 2-0 in the UFC. He's won five straight and six of seven. All five of those wins I have spoke about have come via finish. Because that's what he does. He's not lost since September 2019. 1-0 contender series. Was regional champion. Used to fight at Featherweight. A 2014 Pro MMA debut. Twinches reach two years younger than Duncan. Striking stats. More active landing strikes. And he's outstruck his UFC opponents by and contender series opponents by get this number 5.9 strikes per minute. The man puts it on people. Minus 150. Uh, I watch film to remind me of Torres. Yeah, Torres is a pick here. Just yeah. the striking and the power. Um, really, uh, really like that. And Duncan has gotten rocked in fights before. He's come back and won fights where he's gotten rocked, but it's, he doesn't exactly have he gets touched. Yes, he gets touched. He gets hit. And um, Torres is not a guy you want to get hit by. And he's a finisher on the ground too, if, if need be. But Torres has been pick. I like the number. Yeah, and I, I think the key there is is how hittable Chris Duncan is. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, that that that's all you need to know because Manuel Torres here, he's a guy who, like you said, crazy knockout power. Um, you know, th- those striking numbers seem inflated. You know, like you said, what did he outstruck guys by like a billion and a half strikes? Almost six, yeah. It's largely <laughs> just because the fights don't last very long. And yeah. I know some people are worried about that. But Duncan, despite being a guy who took bombs from Charlie Campbell, right? Like Charlie Campbell drilled him with some shots. He was about to go out. Like you can say that his chin held up, but it was about to not hold up anymore. It it was going to take one more punch for him to fall. And he's lucky he landed the nuke the other way, right? Because like that's the thing about when you're talking about somebody's chin, you want to know that it will recover, right? You want to know Marab. Like let's take Marab from last Saturday. He got hit by that punch by Cejudo, wobbled a little bit, got hit by a punch by Marlon Marias the time before, and then he fought two more rounds. Duncan, when he got wobbled by Charlie Campbell, fought two more seconds. Not two more rounds, two more seconds. Yes. So we don't know that it would have held up. And if you want to go back to his Slava Claus fight, it didn't hold up. Uh, he got hit once and he went down. Um, and, and I think with Manuel Torres, like the guy's coming off of back-to-back KO of the night bonuses or performance of the night bonuses, whatever we call them nowadays. And I think, uh, you know, it, it's proven he's got that heat-seeking missile. I think Duncan is going to oblige him in the kind of fight he wants early on. Um, and I think Torres, too, being a guy who trains at elevation, despite the fact that he has not gone deep into fights, I think he'll be fine. So give me Torres. Uh, I like the early knockouts, too. Yep, definitely, definitely Torres is our pick here. All right, let's get another fight in before I tell you about some of our our friends that are putting us in your ears and eye holes. Uh, women's strawweight, this would be. Uh, no no flyweights until we get to the main event. All the flyweights were on yesterday's show. This is women's strawweight. Yasmin Yarigi, Yarigi versus Sam Hughes. Ha-Raggy. That's right. Ha-Raggy versus Sam Hughes. Uh, you can call her Sam Page, though. Uh, she's 8-5, and five, two knockouts, three submissions. Been knocked out once, submitted once. Three and four in the UFC. Three and one of her last four. She was on the verge, you would guess, of getting cut. And she's turned things around in a big way. Um, didn't see that coming. Did win her last fight. Used to fight at flyweight and bantamweight. Swapped both two weight classes. Two inches taller than Ha Reggie. Has been outstruck in the UFC by 0.44 strikes per minute. Better grappling stats than Ha Reggie plus 400. Ha Reggie. 
10 and one, seven knockouts. She's been knocked out once, two and one in the UFC. Knockout came in her last fight against another up and comer. Remind the people who that was. Uh, Denise Gomes, yes, put you on the spot. Yeah, I, yeah, there's a lot of up and coming straw weights and flyweights. Um, she it was a regional champion, used to fight at flyweight, seven years younger than Hughes, better striking stats, more active landing strikes. And she's outstruck her UFC opponents by 1.39 strikes per minute, minus 480. Here's the big lines I was promised you yesterday. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Hareki. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I want her at this number. Uh, you said named it 480. Yeah. I, I don't think I want her at that number. I don't even want to squeeze her in a parlay at that number. Um, I, I think the biggest issue for me here is that Hughes is such a gamer. Um, and she's she's so physically strong that I think that that could play a huge factor into this fight. Um, I'm not off of how Reggie is a prospect after getting knocked up by Denise Gomes, as we've kind of seen with Denise Gomes. She like she just has that big power, um, and if you can last with her, you you probably win that fight. And I, I think how Reggie probably wins it in a rematch as long as she stays away from that big big shot early. Um, because I think that fight only lasted 21 seconds, so we didn't even get to see very much of it. But I, I think how Reggie is the better fighter here than Hughes. I think she, she, you know, she was going to use a more complete striking skill set. I even think in the clinch, I think she's a little bit stronger. Um, I don't want to discount that power that Hughes has. And, and I don't mean like punching power, but I mean like power um, physically in the takedowns and up against the cage and stuff like that. But I think how Reggie just like, you know, younger, stronger, the, the type of stuff that you want in a fight here. But again, the, the difference in their skill level is not worth almost negative 500. Like that is... That's an incredibly high number for how close these two are are matched up. Yeah, I like the fighter. Don't like the number. Haragi's a pick. Um, yeah, the striking should win it for her. But as Gumby said, Sam Page um, is very, very tough. Going to be uh, hard to finish. And um, she's on a, a nice little run here, too. So um, don't like the number. But like I said, like the fighter. Haragi is my pick as well. One place that I do like the numbers and the fighters that doesn't make sense but i like the numbers here on game time because you can get the uh, great great tickets great prices last minute doesn't matter how how long it is before the event you can get the tickets um from game time because it is the fastest green ticket app in the country for a reason you get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive you can buy tickets in a matter of seconds two taps and you're set tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email snag the tickets without the stress with game time Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And Underdog Fantasy. We are brought to you by Underdog Fantasy as per usual, and they have a way for you to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NBA, NHL, college basketball, MMA, they got it all. All you got to do is pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. You can win 100 times with some spicy plays. Gumby, any plays for us? Yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, we just talked about this fight. Uh, we got Manuel Torres versus Chris Duncan. I talked about how uh, he's got that power. It should end early. They have the higher lower on minutes fought in the cage at 4.9. I'm going to say lower than on the 4.9. I think this ends inside of a round, uh, and it shouldn't be any issue staying under that number. All right, there you go. Watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little cash over an Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code MMA, SGPN Underdog will double your first deposit of up to 100 bucks. It's Underdog Fantasy, promo code MMA, SGPN. Send a screenshot of you signing up with that to Gumby in our Discord, and you'll get maybe get some swag sent to you from Underdog. All right, we're going to Bantamweight fight. 
we thought this fight was funny when it was announced. Hopefully, it's funny when we watch it. I love it's it. How, I love it. It's Raul Rosas Jr. versus Ricky Tercios. Um, I'll tell you about pretty Ricky Tercios first. He is 12 and three, three knockouts, one submission. So he doesn't really finish anyone. He's only been finished once himself uh, via knockout. Two and one in the UFC, three and one over his last four. Is not won a fight since. Oh, sorry. He did win his last fight, but that was way back in November 2022. Where's he been, Gumby? I always have to ask you this. Two and Ricky Tercio shit. He posts yeah. a lot of videos on Instagram of him singing karaoke. Oh, so good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what else to say other than that. Yep. Perfect. Just being Ricky Tercios as hell. <laughs> exactly. Two and all in the Ultimate Fighter, and he won his season. He used to fight at Featherweight, regional champion, won Noah Bellator, 2013 pro MMA debut. Four inches of reach on Rosas, four times more active landing strikes than Rosas is. Uh, and Tercios has outstruck his UFC opponents with 1.38 strikes per minute, plus 215. This number has gone in Tercios's direction over the past day or so. Uh, Rosas Jr., El Nino Problema. We got a Problema on the on the uh, main, sorry, the prelims, we got a problema and an El Nino. This is Rosas. This is lo- uh, he's their love child. Apuelish's and Quinones' his love child. Apparently, he's El Nino. Problema eight, eight and one. He took both their names. Eight and one. Two knockouts, five submissions. Never been finished in the fight. Two and one in the UFC. Won his last fight via TKO. One no contender series. One and one as a pro grappler. Eleven years younger than Tercios. He's been outstruck in the UFC by 0.24 strikes per minute. Better grappling stats than Tercios. Minus two eighteen. Rosas is my pick. I'm glad the number is coming back down. I think I saw it at minus 240 originally when I was breaking down this fight. Um, kid seems to be getting better with every fight. I'm going to call him a kid like I'm Dana White. Um, but he re- actually is a kid, this guy. Um, I like, obviously, the massive age gap and the fact they're fighting at elevation and the fact that Tercios has been out of the cage for so long. All that's going to play in Rosas's favor. Um, Tercios may be a better striker, but he's not a guy who's going to turn anyone's lights off. So uh, Rosas Jr. is my pick. Do you like the fact that this is at elevation? That's a nightmare for me if I'm picking Raul Rosas because I'm not here. Um, he does not do well late in fights. In fact, that's why he lost to Christian Rodriguez is because he tired out. He couldn't grapple with a guy who knows how to scramble. As soon as he was forced to scramble a little bit, he was exhausted, wound up in bottom positions the whole time. You could say the same thing with this contender series fight with Mando Gutierrez. Mando Gutierrez looked better late in that fight and wound up with a lot of top positions late in that fight because Raul Rosas Jr., despite being a really young guy, does not know how to come out of the gate composed, right? He comes out of the gate like a bat out of hell. And yes, that scored him some victories, right? Like he beat Jay Perrin. Um, although that age, that, that win hasn't aged <laughs> no, particularly no. well, um, being that, you know, James, you know, all he's done since then and has fought some like really bad regional level dudes and got released after that fight. He fought Terrence Mitchell that and has a win over Terrence Mitchell. Also not a good win. Um, and in that fight, he only, he didn't even fight for a full minute. He fought for 54 seconds. Uh, and yeah, his, his hands do look a little bit better. He tagged Terrence Mitchell, but like Terrence Mitchell is, is maybe not the, the person who I want to. I want to hang his improvements on. Uh, and here's the thing about Tercios is, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, that I, I think this fight being at elevation is a big factor. Tercios scrambles. Tercios scrambles incredibly well. He's not necessarily the greatest wrestler. Uh, nobody will call him that. But his win over Brady Heastan came pretty much on the heels of Brady Heastan shooting takedowns and not winding up in the best position, which we've seen happen with Ronald Rosas Jr. getting overzealous time and time and time again. Now we're going to put him at elevation. We're going to watch him scramble a couple of times. I think you're just going to see him run out of gas. 
Uh, I think Raul Rosas Jr. is going to be exhausted come the second and the third round. I think you're going to see Tercios take over. Um, Tercios' only loss in the UFC came when he just decided not to fight Ayman Zahavi at all, um, which was a really weird move. Um, but I'm going to go with Tercios here, and I'm going to say there's two other ways that I would play this other than just looking at his money line because the money line's tempting for me. But I also really like, first of all, more and more books are offering those spreads now. Tercios yeah. plus three and a half here. I saw listed at plus a hundred. It's e- even money on Tercios plus three and a half. Even if you like Raul Rosas Jr., I mean, Ricky Tercios has never been subbed before. He's only been finished with strikes one time, and it was on the regional scene a billion years ago. Even if you just think he can survive, he's going to win one round when Raul Rosas Jr. gets tired. So, you know, Ricky Tercios plus three and a half is going to get you that 29-28. He's going to win that and get you even money. And I will also say this. Sprinkle on Ricky Tercios gets a finish in the third round. Uh, I saw that it's plus 1,600. Um, 16 to one that Tercios picks up a, a you know, a, an exhaustion TKO or an exhaustion sub over Rosas Jr. I like that too. So uh, I'm not just going with pretty Ricky but I'm going with pretty Ricky in a number of different ways. Explain to the people what the three and a half means. So three and a half means after you read the scorecards, you add up all three of the judges scorecards and then you get the extra points or have to subtract the points. So, you know, if it went uh, 29, 28 across the board, you know, that means that Raul Rosses Jr. would have won by three points. And if Ricky Tercios is plus three and a half, then Ricky Tercios gets the official judges scorecards in terms of what you're doing. And then obviously if it doesn't go to the judges scorecards, you, you, uh, you know, whoever wins just wins the, the spread doesn't wind up meaning anything. So, I mean, I guess if you think Raul Rosas Jr. is going to go out there and be the second person to finish him by all means, uh, go with Rosas Jr. But if you think this is going to hit the judges scorecards, as long as nothing, you know, sways into 30, 27 bill, which, you know, again, I think Tercios is going to be better late in the fight. Uh, I, I think it's a, like a safe way to get money on Ricky Tercios if you're not uh, enthused enough to take the money line like I am here. Gumby's going all in on Ricky Tercios. We'll see how that pans out for him. All right, we're going to lightweights now. Daniel Zellhuber versus Francisco Prado. I should tell you about Prado first. 12 and 1, six knockouts, six submissions. He's finished everyone. He himself has never been finished. He owes his rounds regardless. One on one in the UFC, TKO win in his last fight, regional champion. He's fight down at featherweight, up at welterweight. Three years younger than Zell Hoover. He's been outstruck in the UFC by 0.37 strikes per minute, plus 240 the number on him. Zell Hoover, golden boy, 14 and one, seven knockouts, three submissions, never been finished in a fight. Two and one in the UFC. He's won two straight fights, including his last one via submission. One to O on the contender series. He's fight at welterweight as well. Three inches taller than Prado, eight inches of reach on him. Better grappling stats, more active landing strikes. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.47 strikes per minute. He's at minus 270. Gumby. Zell Hoover. Uh, yep. you, know, Zell you, Hoover. Love, you love a tall guy with good yep. reach. Uh, I like him this, too. This I just like him guy. overall. Yeah. yeah. First of all, great guy. He was on my show this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, re- really nice dude. Really thoughtful dude. I love that he's working with Eric Nixick at Extreme Couture, mm-hmm. uh, Dewey Cooper, all those guys. Like that. That's great for his career. Um, and here's the thing is I, I think some people got off of Zell Hoover a little bit in that Christos Iagos fight because Christos Iagos like blitzed forward and, and hit him with a couple of things, which kind of shocked me. Um, and I was like, oh man, if, I, I thought if Iagos was going to win that fight, it was definitely going to be by wrestling, 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 wrestling. And, uh, yeah, he wound up, you know, hitting him a little bit on the feet. 
I think here for me, the best part of this fight for me is that Zell Huber is a guy who uh, picks people apart when they don't rush him. And Francisco Prado isn't going to rush him. So as a result, I think he's just going to pick him apart from range over and over and over again, probably until he gets a TKO. Oh, there we go. Maybe a prop play here. Um, yeah, Zell Huber is my pick as well, like I said. Uh, I am a fan of his, and he's better than Prado. I'm also a fan of what I'm a transition to. Hall of Fame bets, of course. I'm a fan of them. Win bigger by betting smarter than NBA season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NBA and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea in the Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching and start winning with Hall of Fame bets. SGPN is the code you need to know. All right, nothing but rematches. Here on forward, we're starting with a... The co-main event, of course, uh, featherweights, Yair Rodriguez versus Brian Ortega. Ortega, T-City, 15-3 with one no contest. Three knockouts, seven submissions. He's been knocked out twice. 7-3 with one no contest in the UFC. 0-2 over his last two, obviously. 1-3 over his last four. He's not fought since July of 2022. That was against this very same man, Yair Rodriguez, and he injured his shoulder in that fight and lost. Uh, he's not won since October of 2020. Failed a drug test many moons ago. Multiple reaching championships on his mantle. Correct. Sure. Sportsgamepodcast.com slash store. I'm still wearing it. Uh, 2010 Pro MMA debut. He's been outstruck in the UFC by 2.47 strikes per minute, plus 140. El Pantera Rodriguez, 19 and 4 with one no contest, mm-hmm. eight knockouts, five submissions. He's been knocked out three times. That's it. Uh, 10 and 3 in the UFC with one no contest. I thought there was more, but there's not. Uh, 10 and 3 with one no contest in the UFC. Had the interim belt. If you count such things, I don't. Uh, two and one over his last three, three and two over his last five. Got knocked out in his last fight against the champ or the former champ, excuse me. He's a former champ now. Um, two and oh on the ultimate fighter and the champion of that season. Also was a regional champion, so his mantle is full. Uh, 2011 pro MMA debut, three inches height, two inches reach over Ortega, a year younger, better striking stats, more active landing strikes. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.56 strikes per minute, minus 155. My turn, I believe. Uh, El Pantera Rodriguez is my pick. Don't like that Ortega's been off so long, um, off so long and injured. Don't like he's only won one fight in the past five years. Don't like that uh, Rodriguez is a way better striker than he is. Obviously, grappling, that's a, a different story. Rodriguez, decent grappler, but um, as Gumby will probably say, he can't get complacent on the ground, which could be an issue, but uh, I just like his all around package better. And the fact that he's been more active and he's a better striker. So Rodriguez is my pick. I like the number as well. I, uh, I went with Ortega last time these two fought and I'm going to go with him again. Um, I, I think he was on his way to doing what I had predicted he would do in the last fight, which is shoot takedowns and, and force yeah, your Rodriguez to work off of his back. Obviously Rodriguez, I, I don't know if you want to credit him with that win, the, the way that he got the shoulder to pop out, if it was pulling on his arm or if Ortega was already compromised or like what it was. But I think Ortega was on his way to doing what I needed him to do in that fight. I also think he has the added advantage in this fight of it only being a three round fight, because that means he's got to do this wrestling game to yeah, your Rodriguez less often. 
to in order to win on the judges scorecards and in addition to that too Gary Rodriguez is a fighter who takes a little bit of time to get going um you know it doesn't matter what fight you want to look back it, it takes him a little bit of time to get comfortable and find his range sometimes and I think in a fight like this if he takes a round off early it might just be Ortega stealing around later with, you know, a takedown and a little bit of grappling positional work and he wins the second or he wins the third that way after Yair took the first off. And now we're talking about a 29-28 scorecard. So uh, yeah, the, obviously the time off worries me about Ortega. Maybe I'd want this line to be a little bit higher before actually pulling the trigger on Ortega, right? Plus 140, maybe not as enticing as it should be here. Um, and it might get better by fight time. Uh, but I do think Ortega has all the skills to beat Yair Rodriguez here. You know, constantly I'm just reminded of how different their fights looked against Volkanovski. One of them just got battered to a bloody pulp and TKO'd. And the other one, I mean, almost it came as close to anybody other than Islam Makashev and Ilya Topuria to beating it, right? Or Ortega is the best fight that he's ever had. And it was through the grappling. And I think he does the same thing to Yair Rodriguez here. All right. There you go. We differ there. Let's see if we differ in the main event. Flyweights, Brandon Moreno versus Brandon Royval. The Battle of the Brandons, part two. I'll tell you about Raw Dog Brandon first. That would be Royval. 15 and seven, five knockouts, eight submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. Five and three in the UFC, three and one over his last four. Did lose his last fight. He got knocked out by Moreno back in November of 2020. Was the LFA champion. Used fight at Bantamweight. One no in World Series of Fighting. 2012 Pro MMA debut, two inches side over Moreno. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.7 strike, 0.75 strikes per minute, plus 240. Moreno, the assassin baby. He still hasn't put the comma in there that he should have. A 21, 7, and 2, five knockouts, 11 submissions. Grammar never been finished. <laughs> yep, that, that's a callback. Callback grammar joke. Uh, 21, 7, and 2, five knockouts, 11 submissions. Never been finished in a fight. 9, 4, and 2 over two stints in the UFC. It shouldn't have been two stints. He should have never got release but he did um uh, has was the champion two times over two and one over his last three three and two over his last five he did lose his last fight oh one the ultimate fighter he's fight at bantamweight multi-region championships on his mantle correct get the shirt that i'm wearing two episodes in a row sports gaming pockets.com slash store 2011 pro mma debut for moreno two inches reach a year younger than roy ball he's outstruck his ufc opponents by 0.4 strikes per minute minus 260 a pretty big line what was the line the first time around do you remember uh definitely closer um because yeah. roy ball was on that sick run um is it my turn your yeah turn. it's your turn yeah i'm well, going i'm going moreno um and i'm a huge brandon roy ball fan mm-hmm. um i'm gonna put that right out there i'm a huge brandon roy ball fan and i'm still going moreno there's too many factors for me the, the one of the big pieces is that roy ball is the exact opposite of what i just said about yaya rodriguez he comes out like a bat out of hell um And in a five-round fight against Brandon Moreno, who doesn't get finished, that's a nightmare. Uh, Because basically you're saying Brandon Royval has to win in seven and a half minutes or it's over. Um, Moreno is going to take over late in this fight. I almost guarantee it. And in addition to that, too, like there's the the added problem of Royval not being able to deal with Moreno's grappling. Moreno is incredibly durable on the feet. He can go toe-to-toe with literally anybody on the planet at flyweight. And now he's also going to have a grappling advantage um, because Roy Vald, despite having some submissions, they're mostly reactionary submissions, right? You know, he tagged Kaikara France and jumped guillotine and, you know, he did this and did that. All, all of those things are great, but like, you're just not going to submit Brandon Moreno that way. You know, Pantoja didn't, that, that fight went to split decision. 
And I think Moreno can just, you know, absolutely run over Royval that way. The late replacement aspect of Royval, also not good here, right? This was originally supposed to be a Miro Basie. I'm not wrong about that, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah it was, so like, it, I don't count it as late because it's been like over a month, but yeah, it is a shorter it, fight camp. But it's a shorter yet. fight camp for Mexico City, you know, mm-hmm. like, and, right. and a guy who doesn't pace himself. Like, I, there's so many red flags here for, for Royval, and that's coming again. I am a Brandon Royval fan. I love this dude, and uh, I just can't see how he wins this fight. All right. I agree. Um, I always tend to go with the man who wins the first fight to win the second fight. Cause that's basically what the stats say to do. And I, I don't see um, how, why that would be any different in this case. So Moreno is the pick as well for plus for all the reasons Gumby uh, said as well. All right, let's recap. And then we'll give you our, our fancy plays here. Uh, we both have Moreno. I have Rodriguez comma Yair. He has Ortega. Both have Zellhuber. I have Rosas. He has Tercios. We both have, Ha, Reggie, we both have Torres. All right, locks, dogs, props, parlays, all that fun stuff. It's my turn to go first, I think. It's your your turn on this one, yeah. All right, Lazy lazy Boy Rodriguez, the other Rodriguez, the guy from the prelims, is my lock at minus 110. All right, I'm going to take Moreno. I know it's a big one. Uh, I just looked up and down this card, and and there's a handful of people who I think are going to win pretty solidly. But uh, I, if we're talking about actual locks, Moreno negative two sixty is about as good of the line as you can get in a fight that I'm this sure about. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take Moreno as my lock of the week. All right, dog. I don't have too many, and they're both on yesterday's uh, Puelish plus one eighty, a big dog. But Gumby and I both agreed on that one, so. I'll make it my official pick as a Yeah, I, I was close to picking Puelish too, but I'm going to go with uh, Jesus Aguilar. Uh, despite the reach disadvantage he's got, I like his takedowns. Uh, I like the overhand right. I think he's surprisingly good boxing, and uh, I think he he pulls it out. That one's plus 134. All right, we don't have a line for this yet, but I'm making it my prop. And there's, like As Gumby said, there's not a heck of a lot of lines posted yet. Um, we will update it. Um, once the lines are posted, I, like Torres be a knockout, be a knockout. Or, you know, over, <laughs> over Chris Duncan. I thought about putting that down as my prop of the week and then being like, what yeah. if it comes out just the same exact thing as this money line? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Dun- Duncan's only been finished once. So maybe I, I'm thinking to be a pretty, but he's good. almost been finished every time he's yeah, fought. Like, <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I I'm with you on that one. I like that one. Uh, I did have one written down that I had the odds for though. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Daniel Zellhuber by knockout. Um, even though he's I was a looking negative. for that one. I, I I didn't see odds for it. Uh, I found it somewhere at uh, <laughs> plus 205. Oh, that's uh, nice. nice. Yeah. So, so despite being a negative 270 favorite, he doesn't have any finishes in the U or it doesn't have any KO finishes in the UFC, right? You got that. That was it a Darius joke or an Anaconda last time. Um, and, and I know that he doesn't have very many since coming to the UFC, but he does have a lot on the regional scene. He is going to be a fighting a dude who's a little bit more stationary um, and stands in front of him. So I, I think this is the return to it here. Um, when you add in that it's a fight at elevation and he's from Mexico City and Prado is from Argentina, you know, that could be even more of an issue for Prado. So I, I think plus 205 is a pretty damn good number. So I'm going to take Zell Hoover by Naka. All right. We'll recap those. We've got... Moreno and Lazy Boy Rodriguez as our locks, uh, Aguiar Puelish as our dogs, Zellhuber knockout, Torres knockout as our props. All right, Gumby, Hunger Man Jong Super Fan Parlay, two fight parlay. What you got for us this week? 
Uh, I'm going to start with Brandon Moreno, uh, as I did with my lock of the week. But this time, I'm going to go inside the distance uh, on Brandon Moreno. I, I like Brandon Royval a lot. I can't see him going five rounds here at elevation with the way that he attacks the fight. Um, I think Moreno gets the stoppage here. It's plus 175 on Brandon Moreno inside the distance. Um, I'm going to pair that with uh, Dos Santos on the prelims. Guy who hasn't gotten a ton of finishes by TKO. But man, did his striking really impress me last time out. And I'm seeing the number listed at plus 300 right now for him to get a TKO. Um, so I'm going to pair those two together. That brings you to exactly 10 to 1. Uh, so I'm just barely skirting my own rules here. But I'm going to take Moreno inside the distance. Dos Santos uh, by KO. All right. Now you got everything you need to make some money on Saturday. But we'll come back Sunday and we'll recap how we did count all our money. Uh, in the meantime, we'll be hanging out in the Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Even if you don't watch us, hit the subscribe button. It will help us out greatly. Um, Twitter is SGPN MMA. Gumby runs that for us. He's at Gumby Reeland. I'm at Jeff Fox Writer there and on Instagram. Subscribe to my Substack moneymma.substack.com. Enter my pick'em contest for this very event. UFC Mexico City wins some stuff for free. Uh, Gummy's got Top Turtle MMA podcast. He interviews three people from this this here fight card. Tell the people who you interview. Uh, we talked with Daniel Zellhuber, uh, who gave us a really awesome interview. He's a really fun guy. Uh, talked to Manuel Torres and also Ronaldo Rodriguez. Also both great guests. And you picked all of them to win, so there you Ooh, go. I didn't even realize training. that. Maybe maybe yeah. we do a top. Maybe we do a top turtle parlay. Yeah, oh, there you go. Someone in the Discord is doing it right now for sure. After hearing that, um, and obviously hang out uh, at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Store. I'm starting to forget how to talk, so Gumby's going to say goodbye to everyone for us. All right, I'm Daniel Gumby Freeland. He, he's Lazy Boy Jeff Fox, and we. We'll see you on Sunday.